0: Hey, hey, you are listening to J.C. Talks Leadership Podcast, where we help you live an all-in life and lead all-in teams and organizations. I'm your host, yours truly, J.C. Hurtado Prater. We are in the book called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant, written by Eric Jorgensen. These are the quotes, the sayings of a gentleman by the name of Naval Ravikant. Highly recommend you get this book. Today we are on page 76 and the the heading that we're going to read under it's called find work that feels like play here's what it has to say humans evolved as hunters and gatherers where we all worked for ourselves that's kind of where it all started it's only at the beginning of agriculture we became more hierarchical The Industrial Revolution and factories made us extremely hierarchical because one individual couldn't necessarily own or build a factory. But now, thanks to the Internet, we're going back to an age where more and more people can work for themselves. I would rather be a failed entrepreneur. This is what Naval Ravikant says. I'd rather be a failed entrepreneur than someone who never tried, because even a failed entrepreneur has the skill set to make it on their own. Then there's this little stain here that says this. Uh, This is really good. It says, there are almost 7 billion people on this planet. Someday, I hope there will be almost 7 billion companies. That's phenomenal. And as I was reading that, I thought, this is a transformation back to where it used to be, right? If you think about it... there, uh, the world used to be filled with small business owners, right? That's all it was, and you would go to this place to get this, and this place to get. Now we have these big corporations, and I'm not anti-big corporation. I want to make that clear. But what I'm saying, what Naval Ravikant is saying, is how cool it'd be is if every person became a business, every person opened their own business, and we kind of went back to that day where it was like, um, you know, instead of instead of being dependent on the big box stores or big big conglomerate corporations that we had more community with each other. I mean, imagine how a city would transform if it looked like that. And there are cities that look like out there, you know, that look like that out there where everyone pretty much has their own business and you're constantly doing, you know, you're buying, you know, goods and services from different people within the, you know, from different people within the business. And that's just kind of how it works. Um, but that's what it's talking about is like, if we went back to that, which is, that's an interesting concept to think about, but I also think about, um, I'm thinking about Walmart, you know, the big box stores or Target or some of these big ones. There's also a positive in what they bring to society as well. More jobs for more people. Less stress of having to live in the life of an entrepreneur. I know I can go to one store, the the convenience of Walmart. I can go to one store and get whatever I need as opposed to I got to go to this store and I got to go down to this store. And there's a I mean, it depends on what you value more in life. I probably personally value convenience more But I don't know, you might be a person that values community, you know, right? Community versus convenience. I guess that's the question you'd want to ask. So anyway, that's just a different way of thinking. He goes on to write, he says uh, this, I learned how to make money because it was a a necessity. After it stopped being a necessity, I stopped caring about it. At least for me, and this is Naval speaking, he says, work was a means to an end. Making money was a means to an end. I'm much more interested in solving problems than I am in making money. Any end goal that will just lead to another goal, lead to another goal, right? Well, I guess it says, it. let me read that one more time. Any end goal will just lead to another goal, lead to another goal. We just play games in life. When you grow up, you're playing the school game or you're playing the social game. Then you're playing the money game. Then you're playing the status game. These games just have longer and longer lived horizons. At some point, at least I believe, they're all just games. These are games where the outcome really stops mattering once you see through the game. Then he says, you get tired of games. And he goes on to say, I would say I'm at a stage where I'm tired of the games. I'm just tired of the games. I don't think there is any end, goal, or purpose. That's that's pretty deep right there. I'm just living life as I want to. I'm literally just doing it moment to moment. I want to be off the hedonic treadmill. What you really want is freedom. You want freedom from your money problems, right? I think that's okay. Once you solve your money-making problems, either by lowering your lifestyle or making money, you want to retire. Not retirement at 65 years of age, sitting in a nursing home, collecting a check. It's a different situation. And then he goes on, and I just want to read a little bit more here. He says, what's your definition of retirement? That's a question asked ask of Naval. Navel says, retirement is when you stop sacrificing today for imaginary tomorrow. When today is complete in and of itself, you're retired. That's amazing. And, 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 you know, what, what he tries to say is that, like, you don't have to retire just at 65 and live this mediocre life. Right. Um, well, let's read on. He says, how do you get there? Right. So the question is asked, how do you get there? And he says, well, one way it is to have so much money saved that your passive income without you lifting a finger. Covers your burn rate. Okay. So that's one way. Number two, the second way is to drive your burn rate down to zero and you become a monk, right? So you have no possessions, you have no payments. You have, you know, well, maybe you have possession, but you have no payments. So you live like a monk does. Or a a, a third is you're doing something you love. I I love this suggestion. You enjoy it so much. It's not about the money. So there are multiple ways to retirement. Okay. Let me read just a little bit more. It says the way to get out of the competition trap is to be authentic, to find the things you know how to do better than anybody. You know how to do it better because you love it and no one can compete with you. If you love to do it, be authentic and then figure out how to map that to what society actually wants. Apply some leverage and put your name on it. You take the risk, but you gain the rewards, have ownership and equity in what you're doing and just crank it up. I love that. Find work that feels like play. That's what this is talking about, this old idea, uh, this whole idea of, of living life the way you want to live it. And how you do it, find work that you love to do. Because here's the reality, we're all going to have to work in life, right? But imagine having that retirement mindset, maybe that's what I could call it, the retirement mindset, right? Where uh, and, and basically that is is when you stop sacrificing today for the imaginary tomorrow. When today is complete in and of itself, and you think about retired people, that's kind of where they're at. They've saved money. They realize that I can live to be 100, and the money's not running out. You know, I think about people who are retired educators, and as long as they live, they're going to be collecting a check. I mean, there's some happiness to that. You know, I don't know if that's the life for me, but for them, there's some happiness in that. Um, and they can just now live for today. There's not this big vision, this big dream about where they're going for the future, okay? Okay. Uh, so, so again, how do you do that? Like you got to get out of the competition trap, you know, trap. I love this. Find the thing that you know how to do better than anybody else. If you love it, be authentic and then map it to what society wants. So what that's saying is find the thing that you're good at, find the thing that you want to do, find out where it can intersect with what society needs, with what society wants. Because again, if you're not doing what society needs, if you're not doing what society wants, um, I mean, you can't earn money, can't earn money from that. Uh, Jim Collins has what he calls the three circles and I'm going to get this wrong here, but he talks about your passion. What, what drives your passion? What drives your economic engine? And there's, there's a third one and I can't remember what it is, but he said at the intersection, he, he calls it the hedgehog, hedgehog concept. And I don't know why you have to read the book to figure that out, but at the intersection, that's where you need to be, right? So what's your passion? What drives your economic engine? And then I don't know. Maybe it's the thing that you're best at that no one else can be at, you know, that nobody else can be good at. So, so Sonia, it's, it's just, a, again, a mindset shift. That's the one thing I love about this book is it brings about the mindset shift. Retirement is not anymore about uh, working to 65 and spending the rest of your life sitting on your rear end and watching TV. No, no. It's about uh, when, when, when we stop sacrificing today for an imaginary tomorrow, Okay. And when today in itself is complete, this is what we want to get to. But we don't have to get it get to that by 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 uh, uh, by by not working. From someone like me, I can't imagine ever not working. I just, I love to work. I, I love to create. I love to do things like this and create podcasts. I mean, I'll be 85 years old creating podcasts. You know, I, don't, I may not have any listeners, but I'm still going to do it because I think it'd be a lot of fun. And then at that point, I can say anything I want to say. I'm I'm a little bit uh, bound right now. I'm only 40. 42 years of age, but when I get to 85, 90, who cares what I say, right? But I can't imagine just stop. But he's saying you don't have to stop. It's just a mindset shift. Okay. It's when you stop sacrificing today for an imaginary tomorrow. When that, when today's complete in and of itself, you retire. So anyway, let's all push towards retirement the best way we can. And how do you do that? Right there, it says at the beginning find work that feels like play. And it's possible today to do that, especially in this internet, this technology age that we live in. It's possible to do that. So I'm going to encourage you: find work that feels like play, and you never work day in your life. You probably heard your dad say that at some point, or grandpa, heard, you know, heard your grandpa say that at some point. But it's it's true. Anyway, thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you, my friends, in retirement. Take care. I'll see you in the next episode of JC Talks Leadership Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast, and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.